0: Hello, and welcome to The Identity Paradox Inside the Racial Pharmacon, a podcast examining anti-racist theories and practices aimed at dismantling destructive identitarian politics and ideologies, both in the U.S. and abroad. Please note that discussions deal with very difficult subject matter, so every episode comes with a general content warning. And I'm your host, Carlos Gallego, Associate Professor of English, as well as both Distinguished Teaching Professor and Humanities here at St. Olaf College. This podcast is part of the programming brought to you by the Bolt Chair Endowment. So special thanks to the Bull family for making this programming possible. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe for future episodes. And now, the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Identity Paradox. Sorry about that. Uh, Coming to you from uh, downtown Minneapolis, I'm your host, Carlos Gago. If I seem a little off today, it is because I'm not feeling well. But I am very, very happy to uh, have a special guest with me today who's equally tired, but for different reasons that are much more uh, politically viable than whatever the hell I'm going through right now. So a uh, special guest today is uh, another member from the Revolutionary Blackout Network. Uh, how do you want to? I forgot to ask you this, Rome, before I started, uh, we started chatting. Rome? Is that cool? Rome unholy,
1: you know, Uncle Grandpa, whatever the fuck.
0: Uncle Grandpa, no, Uncle Drew, no, it's all good. Uh we'll call we'll go with Rome. I dig Rome. So uh is this uh Unholy Rome uh on um on Twitter. If you uh want to follow him, it's literally at unholy rome and the e on Rome is the letter is the number three, correct?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So uh and we'll put that up uh on the YouTube, uh, episode, whatever, uh, I don't know what we call those things uh, on YouTube or whatever, but we'll put that information up there. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to call, uh, I wanted to invite Rome, uh, and he just got back from, uh, from doing a tour and I'm going to share the screen here for a sec to, uh, let people know the kind of work that you've been doing. Uh, and, uh, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, rather and correct me if I'm wrong, Rome, this is what you're dedicated to primarily at the moment, right? The tour for the poor.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Can
0: you speak a little bit about that so that I don't speak on your behalf since it's your program?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Tour for the Poor is basically, you know, sniffing out communities that really need the help and whatnot. And, uh, you know, from working class people to homeless people, uh, children, we uh, trying to touch all bases and try to be there for the people. Uh, so you
0: basically travel to different cities that you feel are in need of some kind of mutual aid and you are the one that provides it directly.
1: Yeah, and, and not only that, like uh, we put spotlights on these communities so other people would probably want to join, even if they don't do it on the same level as we do, they would know that this is going on in their backyard, in their town, so uh, not too far away from them. Uh, if I could travel from Detroit to buff up Egypt to feed your people, yeah, you can not
0: So basically what you're saying is not only are you doing the direct action, it's a form of raising awareness to the local communities that they have a problem they may not be aware of in their own backyards. Yes. All right. Excellent. Excellent work. And just to uh, highlight it a bit, you just got back from Detroit yesterday, right? Last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in Michigan, but I just left. Uh, I just got done with the tour uh, in Detroit. That that tour was a little longer than what I usually do because it's my home. But uh, and I uh, I was also shooting my uh, documentation uh, uh, Right Brian TV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to get to that a little bit later, but I just want to show some pictures from the. Uh, Tour for the Poor in Detroit. This is you, right? And the reason why you're uh, dressed all fly is because you were being filmed that day also, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, probably, I, dress, I, I just dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. My bad. Some of us have fashionable uh, choices when we go shopping, and some of us just don't know what the hell we're doing, but uh, <laughs> dig the style. So that's just one picture. I just want to share a couple of other pictures with people of uh, – What you were doing there and uh, the fact that you were distributing uh, basically uh, what a lot of us would consider just basic necessities. I see a lot of these are, you know, diapers. I see a lot of uh, stuff for kids. I I love her look is like, you know, we shouldn't need this, but we, we're here because we do, regardless. Uh,
1: <laughs> that
0: is like a, the future activist that's saying, like, you know, it, it shouldn't be Rome doing this. It should be the yeah. taxpaying dollars that we put into our government that returns it in some form or other. So, uh, just wanted to, uh, upload these, um, and also highlight the fact that, um, Sorry, just a couple more pictures. That it was, there were a lot of families there that showed up, it seems like. Uh, we, and, it, and you a did great, provide
1: great turnout, it was probably like a hundred and some people all together. Uh, some people came and went, uh, all together. It was, it was a good turnout. We gave away most of the stuff. Uh, I say I gave away 9,000 something diapers that day. Wow, it was, it was good.
0: Wow, and and
1: uh. I had up here,
0: I think I I must have lost it, but I had a video of you doing the prep uh, in your own uh, garage, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's like you basically packing the stuff, showing people that all the contributions that people might give to what you're doing go directly towards this. You stock the U-Haul, and primarily it's like baby wipes, diapers, uh, things that you assume uh, people that are suffering these basic necessities are in need of, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is... uh... Video recorded. Uh, you know, I'm open with my donations and just about. Well, I try to be. If I don't catch you today, i I catch you in the morning when I wake, when I see my other phone, but you know, I'm open with everything. You know, I try to make everybody feel like they are a part of this as much as uh, as much as possible. Even if they are, even if they aren't being on the ground with me, they're putting in their money and whatnot.
0: No, and and I've seen a lot of that. And just to vouch for what Rome just said, I see a lot of that on Twitter. He is very uh, attentive. To people who donate to the cause, whether it's ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever they can afford, he's always thanking them personally because he understands that that money is going to help, you know, go to the cause. So uh, again, just want to share your uh, so that people are familiar. No,
1: that's my that's my best friend.
0: Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, and this is your uh, Twitter page, correct? Just to uh, yes, confirm, yes, people. Yes. Yeah. So people can find you uh, at again Unholy Rome three, and they can get more information uh on this uh, on your twitter page regarding the tour for the poor and where they could donate money uh for the cause true
1: yep yep you you can donate uh cash app, tour for the poor venmo tour for the poor and i believe paypal is on um, holy rome 6 yeah, yes you know, i'm i'm down there out here every day you know uh any day i can if i don't have to, uh, the kids if i have the kids and they want to go out and help some people then i go out with the kids uh like uh my, my children my children was with me for the tour in Detroit It was with me for the tour in Ohio I had, had a couple of tours in Ohio it was with me there so you know if I can make it out there I'm gonna make it out there if I, if I feel like uh if I see some people that need help and I feel like it'd be a good time to actually you know uh, start a fundraiser or whatnot you know, I'll do it right there and there sometimes I will do something spontaneous just to see if the people was uh, actually there for the people or not like uh I just did one. I wanna say almost two weeks ago when I sent I sent a group of homeless people uh you know on 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 Grasher it was one of the main streets in Detroit on the east side and um I was just putting a fundraiser out there for that day for like that hour. I was like I need about four hundred dollars to do this, uh, blah blah We did a piece around bought some uh pop, uh water and napkins, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. And sat there and you uh, know it and it worked, you know, like uh people is essentially is, is there so <laughs>
0: no, that's a, that, I'm, just, I'm laughing because that's amazing. It's, I'm, just think, I'm sitting here thinking like you're, you're like a walking institution that can pop up at any given place at any given time as an individual. You're like a walking institution. And if you see a problem, you don't go tweet about it. You don't take a picture and then call raise awareness about it. You interrupt the problem as it is emerging and try to do something about it in the moment.
1: I mean, cause I can sit here and complain all day. I live, I live in Detroit, man. Like I can, I can sit here and just complain about everything that's going on from us being uh, underfunded in our education systems to whatever the fuck. And if I don't like it, then like people always told me, even the OG said, if you don't like something you gotta do it yourself. If you, if you want the job done, you, uh, right? You gotta do it yourself. And I always looked at it like I would never, uh, you know, leave it up to liberals to uh, feed my people. Then they're gonna, uh, you know, what I'm saying, lead them to these parties or anything like that. Like I don't even push communism as much as, uh, as much as you would think, as much as you think I would on the ground. Like when I'm when I'm first meeting the people, but it's the second, third time around that I come around. is when I really start talking.
0: Ah, about- I see what you're saying. So, so there is a theory informing your practices. You just don't push it or force it on people as soon as you meet them, because you don't want to come across. You want to. You don't want to come across too strongly as trying to like indoctrinate, recruit, convert or any of that kind of stuff. First, you're going to show them what you're about. And then if they start asking questions, I saw someone in your tweets today about talking about some to to some older folks about your documentary and what you're doing. And it's like, oh, is it one of these like what Biden just tweeted about the shooting in Buffalo? It's like, it's a time for us to come together and unify as as a nation and all this. It's like they just shot up purposefully a supermarket full of black people, just like they shot up. The El Paso Walmart full of Mexicans because they're targeting specific bodies, and you want us to somehow unified? Can't you tell there's a problem right now regarding mm-hmm. unity?
1: They they only want us to unify so they can uh, get us closer to the white supremacists <laughs> that they that the FBI and the CIA have been creating for uh, for generations now. They they have been putting batteries in these mentally ill uh, men backs for generations now, and if they can't uh, have them focus enough to sit in their militaries or armies, they will. Uh, Uh, create another mass shooter or uh, another domestic terrorist.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I mean, these are manufactured individuals. These are young people that are indoctrinated into specific ideology. We all
1: are indoctrinated. We all are indoctrinated and taught the way we're, even if it is against the government, it all goes hand in hand for the government. And, you know, they need certain types of balances on, on these plays. So yeah, we all we all are indoctrinated. We all are propagandized in, in certain ways, or still conservative in certain in some ways, even if it is isn't in a uh, political sense. Like I'm, I'm still conservative with music. I I can't open up to new music, which can be dangerous in the long run. So
0: fair enough, fair enough. But uh, I would say, and I agree, we we're, we're all indoctrinated, but. For some of us that are, we're all indoctrinated into some kind of status quo, at least we're supposed to be. And I think education is a big part of that. But some of us live a certain kind of lived experience that says, like, this, this doesn't, what you're teaching me doesn't match what I'm living in, uh, yeah. in my home, in my neighborhood, in my city, or the region of my city, my, you know. And so we start to resist. That indoctrination even at a young level and that's how you become like a potential delinquent or detention kind of kid that kind of stuff because you're already pushing back right breaking the rules yeah. that's right you're already breaking the rules so i see you in many ways breaking rules by doing the tour for the poor because uh if i remember correctly when, i mean let's be honest when you were in boston uh and you were with sabby sabs uh shout out to sabby rbn member also uh, on the ground uh, citizen journalist And uh, she wasn't there, I don't think, on the ground, but you ended up, I think, having dinner with Dr. Jill Stein and Sabby later on that day. But you encountered some problems with some local Boston people and maybe some Boston law enforcement about the fact that you were—what happened there?
1: It was was just the police. They was mad that we was handing out tents and whatnot. But see, what's so crazy is it was like the police, at first, the Black— the black officer was cool. You know, uh I went across the street to the gas station trying to buy some gloves. And uh they only had like a couple of them. They gave it to me and I said, you know, I'm trying to feed the homeless some pizza and whatnot. So he gave me one or two gloves and then the cop was like, Oh, I got a I got a box back here, blah blah. He gave me it, the cop gave me a hand of gloves. So um, hold on one second.
0: There you go. And I'm just and, and and just to remind you, refresh your memory. I'm I'm thinking about that one. They got it on somehow. They got it on one clip, but it's that one moment where you're actually responding to someone who's like walking by in 10 and I'm like that you shouldn't be passing out tents or something like that. I don't know if you remember that specific hey, moment. You
1: might be getting that one mixed up with California, because I cussed out somebody in California also on Skid Row. Uh well. That's what I'm talking about. Like, no matter where you go, you get that kind of confrontation. Which
0: again brings me to the back to the point: is like you are one of those people that invites that uh, on from the other side because you're out there helping, trying to address the problems. And some people actually take issue with that. And I just wanted you to speak briefly about either one of those encounters because yeah. I want to talk about the fact that you do you are taking a risk because I'm heading towards oh, yeah. that question of risk.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, they tried to lock me up. They was asking like. Well, let me remind you, because this is the one in Boston. So, I think he gave me the gloves and whatnot. We all met up, everybody meeting up, we're going on the street and set up. Uh, next thing you know, I guess the cops see uh, uh tents starting to pop up. They're like, oh, well, one put one and two together. These people down the street hand, handing out shit, and tents starting to pop up after we just did a sweat. After we just uh, sweat these tents. Yeah. So, uh Two white cops parked in front of us, and they were just sitting there I guess trying to watch and see if we was handing out handing out tents or setting them up for the people and whatnot. But by this time, the tents was already gone. Like that was not hot commodity. Like yeah, them, them things were already because
0: they just got taken by the cops.
1: Yeah, yeah. So by the time we even by the time we even got the pizza ready, the tents were already gone. That's how fast they left. And so the two white cops in an SUV pulled up, parked uh, on the other side from us, and I'm walking back. From down the street, from uh, helping smoke people and whatnot, the people who want to come down, I direct them towards the pizza and the food, clothes, whatnot. And I see the police. I'm like, what the fuck? And then somebody like, you see the police going park down here, blah blah blah. And I'm like, so what the fuck y'all want? Because at first, at first, I thought they were just gonna sit there for like a minute or two. You know, we passing out food, and and I look up again. And I'm like, okay, now what the fuck y'all want?
0: I saw that one. Yeah, that's, that's one of the ones I'm talking about. Because you started asking him, yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah, we don't that's, need that's, you here.
1: That's when y'all start seeing it. That's when, I, that's when they started getting a film. Like, okay, well, I'm like, because, bro, I'm like, go do your job. Go find yeah. a better job if you can't yeah. do something better than this.
0: Go find a crime to stop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I had a conversation with the black cop while the other cops was investigating. Uh, he was basically detaining me, but he wasn't saying it.
0: You know
1: what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. this time I try to leave. I didn't ask. Am I free to go? I just say, "All right, I'm out." And then he like, oh, "Oh, hold on, one minute." I'm just trying to say, man, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "All right, man, I'm gonna give you five more minutes because I know the people ain't about to snitch me out. Right? Because the cops are already pointing at motherfuckers and trying to ask who you got the tents from. They like, they're just
0: here.
1: Just picked them up. Yeah. So we had that solidarity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, me, me and uh, uh, Sabi and, and the volunteers for uh, for the Port, we have solidarity with the homes. They ain't snitch us out. So he telling me the problems of why, the problems of having tents in this city and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like, man, you know, I don't give a fuck about that shit. And then Sabi walking up, I'm, she like, I think they're trying to get you. I'm like, I, I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? They came from Malcolm. They came from Fred. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to do it. And uh, uh, your powers are the powers above. You ain't going to stop me because my, my, my work and my, and my words will live forever. So
0: fuck. I remember I, I saw the moment where Sabby's like, please, Rome, calm down. It's like, fuck that shit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to get in the way. Of it. So, all right, so that's a great. So three things I just want to establish for uh, viewers who may not be familiar. A you are the tour for the poor it's like a, it's a one-man show with a lot of help from people that rally around you whether it's people that donate to the cause people that are out there as volunteers people that donate supplies uh, people like savvy that are actually out there promoting the cause and helping out and doing that kind of stuff directly so you are engaging in what a lot of people would call very necessary mutual aid uh you're a walking institution that helps out impoverished communities with basic necessities that you can provide at whatever level you can do in terms of fundraising. And three, uh, a lot of the times when you show up to a city and start doing this kind of stuff, law enforcement tends to be unhappy with your presence and the activities you're engaged in.
1: Right? Is that a good summary? <laughs> because i will be talking about communism, you know what I'm saying? Like, like dealing with certain people, like around certain People, I do talk about communism, but if I'm helping them, I'm not talking about it. I'm, I'm more living it, I should say. And any like any, whiff of socialism or communism or, you know what I'm saying, liberation, it pisses off cops. Because if we was to actually focus on these things, if we was to actually fight poverty and whatnot, they wouldn't have a job.
0: Absolutely, because they're out there protecting property, right? And what you're doing is saying, like, I'm giving some property to people who, who don't have any. Yeah. So you're supposed to buy this shit. I'm giving it away and I'm a, I'm allowing them to sleep at least one more night wherever they can find a space. And your job is to not to make sure that they don't have a space so that all these stores and whatever's around them have that nice look to them that invites consumers. So this, then, this,
1: this goes back to what I always say, like talk for the poor. It's, it's, it's a good it's a good cover for building a militia and uh, finding strongholds. In, in certain cities and whatnot I love a it. that's uh, really willing to uh, put an end to capitalism
0: i love it i love it so just one quick question then it seems like you start to talk theory and politics when people start asking you why are you doing this only then is it when you start to tell the story of communism for example yeah. Yeah. all right yeah. that's re- they always ask me
1: are you with a church are you with somewhere i'm like well now i'm with the organ now, now that reports is reports lc LOC, then we got we a got non profit now. So, uh,
0: excellent work, congratulations, bro.
1: Thank you, man. Uh, that's all she bashed on. And my, uh, my assistant, uh, needed work. I didn't shout out to them, yeah. excellent. But, uh, uh, yeah, now that we incorporate, I say, you know, tour for the poor, and you know, we just out here, uh, pushing the word of Malcolm X, Fred Hampton, you know, pushing socialism, and blah blah blah. blah. And once, depending on what what, uh, what area you are in, you might want to use different uh, leaders and whatnot. You might want to lo- use a white leader, like Marxism, and whatnot, you know, depending on, uh, uh, you know, their emotional strings or their emotional ties to their communities or whatnot. So you can always uh, always try to throw in a figure that they are familiar with so they can, uh, you know, be like, hold on, Michael. if Fr- Fred Hampton was a socialist? Like, yeah, like, here you go right here.
0: Yeah. And and what I like about your approach is that, you know, for you, poverty has no color. I mean, yes, some 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 bodies are more impoverished than others, but at the end of the day, there is no race that is immune from poverty.
1: Uh, I I need an army, and I'm not going to build an army with just, like, if I was to build an army with just black people, then that'd be me putting black people on the front lines. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so you got to be careful with your choices on what you are doing and who you are connecting with and whatnot. So uh, uh, this is this is uh, a open, this is a big tent, you know, even though a lot of people won't be, uh, you know, higher ranked as other motherfuckers, that's any fucking army, any, you know what I'm saying, movement, organization, but we're gonna uh, move as one. Uh, we've got to make sure everybody everybody's informed enough on. Uh, in our operations, or what's the next move, whether we are helping somebody or we are striking or protesting against a uh, company or organization.
0: All right, so excellent segue because uh, I, I like I like the philosophy you have around it. It's it seems very horizontal in terms of leadership, decision making stuff like that. But there is no doubt that you know you're one of the central figures, and they're going to put a face on the poster. It'll more than likely be yours for the time being. You never know; you might get uh, usurped. Right by one of, your, uh, one of your homies. But I just want to highlight this uh, this quote that's on your uh, Twitter account. Cause so I, I really want to examine this and talk about this. Uh, when a man is denied the right to live the life he believes in, he has no choice but to become an outlaw. And we can update that, right? When, when a like person-
1: Nelson Mandela.
0: And we can just update the, the gender part, right? A person, because the man, woman doesn't matter. When a human being is denied the right to live the life they believe in, they have no choice but to become an outlaw. So you see your work in many ways as being, as, as existing outside of the state, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you see that work as already in and of itself revolutionary.
1: Oh yeah. And right. like anything that the government has been fighting against, like we can, we, we don't need a history teacher to uh, tell us these things that we have been bombing and uh, raping uh, communist uh, and socialist countries we're not or bullying them with uh, our nukes. This is this is just what it is, and uh, anything that the anything that you are doing that America don't like is revolutionary.
0: Yeah, I mean we're back in Mogadishu, right? And I'm afraid we're back there because of the elections that just took place. So yeah, it's uh, it's an important conversation. So what I wanted to ask is like since you're on the work, you know, your boots on the ground doing the work, what what do you perceive to be the next stage in this because I see this as, as as a spectrum right and you're moving towards revolutionary action in a way that harkens back to like the 1960s model like we need to pay attention to class we need to start unifying different people that all suffer the same material conditions of impoverished conditions of existence rally them as you said build an army and you're already going to get that kind of, you know, negative attention from some people. You're going to get the trolls on social media. You might get the cops that come and check you out in Boston to see what the hell it is you're doing. And now you probably more than likely know that you're probably on some, they probably got a file on you somewhere. Mm-hmm. National security agency just keeping track of this so-called Rome guy and, you know, making sure that he doesn't raise too much trouble. Nevertheless, people are still following you, RBN keeps growing, and you're getting a lot of attention because I think people are fed up with, and I I go back to that quote, I think people are fed up that they're not being allowed to live the life that they want to live within this state. So have you thought about that? Have you imagined that? Because what I don't know if you're familiar with the Winston Smith murder that happened here in Minneapolis. Winston Bowie Smith, who the feds shot after he was at a restaurant on a date, he went out and they got him in a parking lot. And it was just it was a federal task force. Uh, And, uh, you know, one of the last videos he uploaded was regarding the George Floyd protest. And he was just saying, like, you know, it's time to it's time to it's time to elevate this. You know, it's time to escalate this because you all keep showing up at these protests saying, you know, hands up, don't shoot. And it's like that's not going to that's not going to recruit other people that have al- are already committed to working outside the state. And those people are called criminals, right? I mean, if you were, you, if, if you engage in something, you know, during Jim Crow uh, era, if you engage in something like an interracial marriage, you were by definition a criminal. So being a criminal is something that the state yeah. has a disdain for, but a criminal can also be an ethical position, which is why, you know, culture throughout the ages in all parts of the world, and every given point in history has always had that heroic criminal a la Robin Hood who takes from the rich and gives for the poor, or Jesus. And you're an atheist, I'm an atheist, ex-recovering Catholic. But nevertheless, they they go after you, right? They, they make an example out of you. And these are people, again, that are working outside the state. So do you see something like tour for the poor, as you're saying, just as, as basically dropping those seeds in these cities, in these communities, about what Re rebranding, if you will, what it means to be socialist, communist, or even thinking outside of the
1: capitalist system. Yeah, um, tour for the poor is basically going to get turned into, not going to get turned into. It's going to be the care party is going to is, is tour for the poor is going to get dropped into the care party. I'm fun. I'm, I'm making a party right now. Communists accelerating revolution and emancipation. Oh, so uh, can you? This is my, this is my whole goal. You want to elaborate a little bit on that? I'm very
0: interested. First time I've heard about
1: it. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to... Let me text my mom and tell her I'm sure.
0: Yeah, no problem. No problem. That sounds really exciting, man. Third party that is being started by people who have been promoting a third party but for I, a while.
1: I, and it's not it's not really a third party. It's just going to be called a party. So we won't really... Gotcha. You know, we won't get into too much trouble if we want yeah. to uh, have people who... Uh, with guns, you know, we was funding uh, people, uh, militias, and stuff like that because, you know, Democrats, Republicans, they do the same thing under yeah. uh, their party. So,
0: security forces, you know, yeah, providing security.
1: It will, it will be legal for us yeah. to actually move like an actual uh, army and whatnot, but the Care Party will allow people to run locally but you won't be able to run for president. You won't be able to run for Senate or anything like that, but we, we will keep things locally and try to uh, push you as much as we can. But as far as right now, uh, uh, we, we are focusing boots on the ground. We are trying to get reconnected with our communities. We can't promise them anything you know, uh, in this system. We have to work from outside the system. So even if uh, we were a uh, full-blown communist, and somehow got a seat in the Senate. Somehow got a seat in the House. You still have to work within those lines of uh, uh, of corporate uh, fascism. So right. we can't uh, just like always. Always tell people we can't send our best swimmers out there in a in a swamp with a with man-eating alligators and, and crocodiles. That doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so what we are going to do is feel, is form community-based parties. Tenant uh, uh, unions and unions under this party. That way, we have actual uh, power from uh, city to city uh, throughout this country.
0: That's we that actually, uh, uh,
1: Move uh, how we want against this government. So, if we had a tenant union that was about 750,000 people, you know, from Michigan to Arizona, whatever. We can move strong, we can move in numbers, we can actually get people to come out and protest against this and that or whatever, and be full blown communists about it, (laughs) you know, and uh, uh, really get people uh, uh, eyes open, like damn, these communists are fighting for, you know, housing and education, this and that, blah, blah, well, fuck, nigga, sign me up. Cause I'm tired of these capitalists, you know, uh, uh, keeping us on the string or keeping us on this hamster wheel or, uh, uh, this infinite loop of identity politics making me think that I have a choice in anything, knowing that these 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 uh, parties are corporations, which we know how corporations actually work. And if you actually had a job in a corporation, you should know how corporations work. You don't get voted into down there anything unless you are on the board, you know. But you don't get voted into. You don't get voted uh, And the people who do make it to those spots to actually be able to get those votes or get on the ballot. They are there for a reason. and uh, You should think twice, for even trust them, because uh, they can either put a target on your back or they got a target on there, So
0: Right, right. So in many ways, what I hear you saying is that you don't trust electoral politics. Neither do I. So you're working outside of electoral politics, but emphasizing the local, where you can actually have some influence, some power, because hopefully those communities already are familiar with the work you're doing and what you represent and the kind of, uh, not only like assistance and attention that you're paying to those communities, but the nurturing and caregiving that you're willing to provide those communities so they can become self-reliant and uh, hopefully get out of the holes that they've been put into by the system.
1: Like like if we had, uh, a system in between each other neighborhoods or whatnot, let's say we had some type of piggy bank, it's four blocks wide, four blocks long. All of us putting money into this piggy bank, we can call them duels. We would have enough money to help certain families. You know what I'm saying? When they yeah. were going, uh, when they face an eviction or you know uh, facing a, a water shutoff notice or whatever it is. And, it's going to take a minute to gather up that type of money, but once we have it, we can actually build as a community and not only use that money for you know, bills to pay back the man, we can actually use that money to pay off these houses that these people have been renting for 20-some years or pay for a lawyer to actually uh, uh, get these houses from for these renters who have been renting for 20 years, knowing that it's illegal. You know? so, it's-
0: so you're basically establishing... Or a working class organization that hopefully is nationwide and encompasses all different types of things from housing to healthcare to, you know, better job situations, whether wages or hours or, you know, working conditions or anything, or helping people learn how to organize from the ground up at the local level so that maybe that local can connect to a a nearby other local organization and eventually start growing into a, a nationwide network of working class people, helping working class people outside of the system, outside of the established political parties.
1: We don't need them. We make these people who they are today, you know. And, you know, If people stop looking at the money and start looking at people as uh, who they are as a regular fucking human, we would uh, have no problem with taking these people over or uh, taking back our power or taking back what's ours, even if it isn't power, even if it is something petty. If you look at a man equally, if you would take the time to look at man equally then you you wouldn't fear him at all if you were you know, cut off his bank account if you cut off his his, his ferraris and i'm you sorry know, his fast cars his mansion and you just look at him one on one he's just a man he's just a woman they're human and it can be dealt with
0: wow all right i love it uh because that brings me to the uh, question of risk right and uh this is what someone uh, specifically Huey P. Newton wrote about in uh, his, uh, his piece on revolutionary suicide and the concept of that. And just for people who aren't familiar with that, just to break it down very quickly and simply there's, for, for Huey P. Newton, uh, he read when while he was in solitary confinement, waiting his trial, uh, some of the inmates slipped him in, in a, an ebony magazine that uh, had a whole story uh, on suicide among black males, I think ages like 18 to 35, and that basically at that moment in history had surpassed suicides among uh, white people and that really impacted him. So he started thinking of Ryan and the article talks about the environmental factors that influence specifically African-American communities, uh, people that lived in impoverished conditions, immigrant communities, etc., into a, a psychology of despair where they end up committing suicide due to the environmental pressure as opposed to some kind of self-hatred. They are indoctrinated and conditioned to hate themselves to the point of taking their own lives. And Huey revised that and talked about revolutionary suicide where it's like, I'm not looking to die, but I've accepted the possibility that I may be murdered as a consequence of my commitment to a higher cause, which in this case is called
1: a revolution. Yeah, and see, just like how we how we are talking about Huey right now, he never died, you know. I always, I always remind people, you know, uh, the revolution, you will never die in the revolution, even if you are on the other side, as of Hitler or any of our enemies that was in certain uh, revolutions. You will never die, your world will be solidified and stunned. It's all about what you are living, dying, and fighting for. So, you know, uh, as far as revolutionary or uh, suicide, that's how uh, a lot of us Black leaders have to be because we have to push it as far as it can, you know, as far as it can go. And I love, a lot of people that are comfortable, they call me edgy. They call me edgy because I say, hey, you know, uh, all politicians or whatever, like, no, that's not edgy. I'm dead ass serious. Yeah. And I always I have to be like this because uh, I don't want my word in my, and my uh, fight to be whitewashed. You know, if I was just be sitting here giving out food and giving out clothing and whatnot without saying that I'm a communist or without pushing communism, uh, communism openly, they would say that it was charity. They would say that I was I wasn't a Marxist. They was they, you know, just yeah. how they do with Martin Luther King. And one thing I don't want is my is my word uh, whitewashed and, and beat down and dragged through the mud. And like, huh? Here, here's what he really wanted. No, I wanted you dead.
0: <laughs> so, and I noticed that because sometimes when you live stream, you got Tupac behind you, and I think that's a very interesting imagery because at the end of the day, it's like you're, you're committed to a specific type of lifestyle and political philosophy that you know, because Huey quotes Che Guevara in that, in that essay and saying like, look, the revolutionary's reality is death. The dream is victory. Every revolutionary goes into the fight knowing they're the underdog and will probably die, which is why people talk about revolutionary in my lifetime. I may not see the end result of this, but I'm going to participate while I'm alive.
1: You won't uh, see I, the fruits of your labor. As, as a real revolutionary, you won't see the fruits of your labor. You plant your seeds and you get the fuck on. You don't live long. If you do, then you, you won't uh, uh, you won't live that happy, I should say. Yeah. You won't be that happy. You won't be in the same uh, uh, town that you had came from or whatnot. But it's it's just about that time. And we got to start taking these risks to actually, you know, uh, show people that there are are people out there uh, that want to make their change. not just white supremacists ready to shoot up a fucking grocery store.
0: And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, it seems like that side is very comfortable already enacting their revolutionary suicide. Right. It seems like the the government is
1: is, is with them. They backed them. They actually fund them and uh, teach them one on one. Sometimes they even carry out certain uh, certain things because uh, America' whole thing is white supremacy, world domination. The U.S., I should say. Uh, it's about white white domination all over the world. I mean, uh, you look at NATO, you can see that. You look at the FBI, you can see that. You look at what the CIA have done, you can see that they have been expanding uh, and uh, using this Iron Fist to crush so many uh, many uh, communities and uh, countries all over this world. And, and to this day, they uh, uh, we still haven't seen uh, these countries that they have bombed and, and raped come back from what they were. Not even, not even during the '60s or '80s, you know, uh, during the 2010s, when Obama and Hillary Clinton started the uh, slave trade in Libya, you know, uh, Libya had some of the finest water; and, uh, they had some of some of the best water in the world, uh, next to uh, Detroit, Michigan. Well, uh, before Detroit, Michigan, that was that's crazy. But now, look what happened: there, people who are slaves, you know, and they will never get that type of infrastructure back.
0: So, so do you see, uh, Rome, the possibility of, and I hear what you're saying, like you don't have to go that far back to the 60s, but one of the things that did jump out to me every time I go back and study that decade and study what they were thinking, of, and they seemed like they were on the cusp, right? They seemed like they were really close, and in Cuba, they did achieve some stuff. Um, do you think that we're getting close again to an international type of coalition building among working class? Because it seems like the global south is unifying right now, especially around the, what's going on with NATO and Europe.
1: I mean, yes. If we was, if we can use our propaganda in the right way, uh, as far as us using our, our our networks, from yours to RBNs to whoever's. Uh, we have to make sure that we connect our people. We have to make sure uh, we tell our people to get on the ground. And when they meet, when they get on the ground, we have to pe- have people there to meet them halfway. You know. So we all have to use uh, our parts. And yes, I do feel like this is a time. But no, I don't feel like. Uh, we are connecting uh, as much as we should, Okay. as much as we should. I feel like people are connecting, but they are leaving, they are in echo chambers. Yeah. Uh, chambers. So yeah. we need to get out there to break through certain echo chambers from, you know, uh, uh, black uh, activists to white conservatives to white activists to whatever. And we need a mole. We need a mole in every group to Try to trick their minds into fighting for socialism and communism all over because they can be sitting here having a meeting, like, yeah, these immigrants taking her, blah, blah, like, yeah, man. And not only that, this fucking politician just signed this bill. So, th- 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 blah, blah. like, before we even go, let's get him and then let's let these immigrants know that you can't just blah, blah, right? So, it's all about how we use our propaganda to try to get the people to fight. Uh, for socialism overall, because a lot of these people don't even need to know what type of system that they are actually living under. A lot of these people don't know or don't even care for the fact. They just want better, right? And socialism can bring them that. So once we actually do take over uh, and have a successful revolution and whatnot, we can give these people housing, drinkable water, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera, just the basics. And once uh, these capitalists actually Come back from whatever fuck country they didn't kept their money in, and have enough money to put propaganda in our airwaves. Then we're gonna uh, we're gonna see a fight back from the people to say, hold on, we're, we're communists. This is a so- like he my my president is a socialist, this is a communist. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I didn't know, but he gave me this house. He gave me this. You know what I'm saying? He gave me like we got walkable cities now, yeah. uh, trains and public ter- transportation. I'm like, shit, this is communism. Then why would I want what I had fucking 20 years ago when these capitalists had,
0: took over? So what you're saying is basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I get the sense that this is what you hear on the ground. Like, if my life gets better for me and my own, and for those people I care, care about. They That's don't what care people, what you call it. They don't care what you call people,
1: it. Oh, what what do, what what do people say about the, your uh your Soviet Union flag? Nothing.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna show that so, in they, a little they, bit. They but. ask
1: me how how much how, how much time it's gonna take for the hot dogs to be done. They hungry. They don't give <laughs> a fuck.
0: So ideology at that moment is the last thing they need. They want their, you improve people's lives, their conditions of existence. And they did this in Cuba, right? And the Zapatistas are doing this in Mexico. You go, you liberate people, you improve their lives, and then you let them know, like, this is who we are. This is what we represent. We can get out if you want us out. We don't have to stay here. But if you do, this is what we're all about. And this is how we can help you. And and most people choose, yeah, please stay. Because what used to be here just ain't it and you guys are actually care about you like shit
1: i can take i can go to the doctor exactly
0: (laughs) exactly all right excellent so in terms of international coalition building and that kind of stuff to just bring it back to uh the u.s scene do you see because i see a lot of infighting right now among specifically along the lines of what you're talking about like people are more interested in having these echo chamber echo chamber theoretical debates about what is communism and what is Marxist-Leninism and what is anarchism. <laughs> no, and they,
1: they, they need to get on the ground more. If they was, they want to argue about what, <coughs> what it is if they were just actually living it. They'd just look back and be like, all you niggas is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that Marx Marxist or Lenin was wrong, but we can't apply everything that they have preached and taught us to today. Yeah. So once you hit the ground, you're going to try that, try that, Try that shit on the ground. It don't work. <laughs>
0: no. No, you're it right. don't
1: work. You know, and a lot of our leaders want to prepare for New York police uh, departments getting billions of dollars a year. They want to prepare for, the, for these type of monsters that we are facing today. Yeah. And their literature doesn't prepare us for the monsters that we are facing today. So once you get on the ground and like, I'm not telling you to drop Marxists. I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you to add on. So take what, take what they have taught you, actually learn from it, and add on to it. So once you get on the ground, you're going to see, okay, well, he gave me the basics to how to do this, but I see that I'm going to have to update the teaching, right. the talking, and the walking. Yeah. You know, so all these people who sit here arguing about what it is and what it ain't, ain't none of them probably doing it. Yeah.
0: No, I hear you know,
1: that. I'm to sit here and argue about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, What what is. Fuck that. Just Show show me more than anything.
0: So a good way to rephrase this is that if you want to talk about the theory and the science behind what it is we're doing, the laboratory's on the fucking streets. Go to the laboratory, do your experiments, and see what you want to call it after that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they wasn't prepared for half of half. Well, more than half of the nation being on fucking drugs. You know, right? You know, it, it, it's so much shit that we have to update. So much. Uh, uh shit that we have to update and this is why i always tell people if you want a leader become them. become the leader because we're gonna have to write our own history we're gonna have to write our own history books once these people are gone we're gonna have to tell the truth about George Washington to uh, uh, uh you know what I'm saying to whoever we're gonna have to write our own our own history books we might be in the history books but what do the history books say about you
0: That's a great point. It's action. It's what you do. It's not what you say. People don't write books. They don't remember
1: you. Like Stephen King, even Stephen King, he's a good author for these days. But once those books are burned and it's new technology, we're not going to But they're going to remember the people who liberated human lives. You know what I'm saying? That's when you are remembered, not because of your hot takes or, or your hot tweets, not because your opinion pieces on Wall, or, 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 I say Wall Street, whatever. Uh, <laughs> same fucking thing. But
0: <laughs> it is. You know, you're right. It is. It so, at, so you're talking about risk, right? People remember those that took those risks and that, like the real risks, the existential risks, like your life could be at stake because you're trying to represent a cause. We'll just go back to the classic global example, and I mean global in the sense that this is imposed on people, not that the planet believes in it, but, you know, Jesus died on a cross because the guy was too communist for the for the moment. And he was all about redistributing bread and fish and wine and all this kind of stuff. And like, you don't sell stuff on Sundays and whatever. Right. So in many ways, that's what happens to you. That's a classic story. If you're a good person, the world is going to kill you. But then, you know, religion comes in and talks about the afterlife and you'll be saved. And I know that you're an atheist. Uh, but I heard you say something really interesting is that they don't need the opium of religion anymore. There's actual opium on the streets or versions of that. And Marx didn't take that into account in terms of working class consciousness. Like you got to wake these people, literally wake them up from their drug stupor just to get them to listen to what you're saying.
1: So that's why I, I distribute clean needles, you know, uh, whatever, you know, I, I help them get whatever not judge. You, know, so you don't judge. Sure there are clean condoms, et cetera, et cetera. Like right now, uh, I'm uh, looking to set to set up a tent uh a clinic up in Boston on certain streets to make sure that people have condoms, make sure they have the clean needles, make sure they have blankets, somebody to talk to once they yeah. are sober and get them in a communist mindset so we can talk about why drugs are actually in the city and how it actually reached their household. That'd be
0: fantastic. Have a 10-step socialist program rather than a 10-step yeah. Christian program yeah. to sobriety. Ain't no
1: higher, ain't no higher, no, you ain't got to believe in none of that shit. Believe in <laughs> your damn self.
0: People have been praying for centuries and things still don't change, so. I've been, uh,
1: on drugs. I've been on drugs and you can't tell me that, and I was an atheist when I was on drugs. I was an atheist when I got off of drugs. So You can't tell me that, you know, I have to believe in some higher being to let it go. no. You have to let go of the higher belief of the socialism is going to save you. You got to give up that that, that belief of trickle down economics and uh, uh or, and all this bullshit. Just give it up and realize that your whole life is a fucking lie. And once you realize that, all these drugs become, you see the reality in them. You know what I'm saying? It started to disgust you. You know what I'm saying? From... The uh crap that they have been putting in our uh yep. in our neighborhoods. Yep. So the lean, the pills, and there is the reason why it is so popular in black communities. They are pushing it in our communities. If they didn't want it in our airline, in our airlines, it wouldn't be on our airlines, just like they don't have my black ass on Fox News or NSNBC talking about communism. <laughs>
0: But they, they got Chris to talk about unionizing, so they're taking baby steps towards that direction. Yeah,
1: they always, they always throw something in there to make it look like they're doing something because they're trying to use that man for, his, for their votes. But that shit ain't going to work.
0: Yeah, I don't think it will. And it's interesting because Tucker's now on the news – of the shooting that took place in buffalo and some people are saying it's not tucker's fault and i agree it's not like him but he's a symptom of a larger problem like this yeah. guy's a talking head and you cannot separate what and i my point is you can't separate what's happening in ukraine to what happened in buffalo because there's a connection there and it's white supremacy like it or not. We are
1: not only journalists man we are propaganda machines whether you are on the left or on the right you have a hand in people destruction or they're helping
0: that's excellent. Yeah, I, I
1: know you probably don't
0: give a shit about this, but there's a, a writer, William Burroughs, guy who wrote Naked Lunch, and uh, he was he died an excellent drug user. Like this guy was a professional drug user, died of old age, uh, and he would teach people how to do drugs responsibly. You can get high all day and be functional, you just gotta learn how to do it. But anyway, the reason I bring him up is because you, you what you just said reminds me of something like you're always gonna be representing, he uh, he wrote about the fact that every human being is an agent for some institution, whether you like it or not yes so, so when he would meet and, you he you would see,
1: white people y'all have a higher tolerance because y'all have been tested on a lot and and at a higher rate not even not even agent orange or m k ultra man it, it is so many drugs they have been tested on on, on white people, but it it goes underlook because you know it's just like culture or whatever, but man, when Coke came out, you think they weren't pushing that shit in the white communities or white people's heads. They put it in your movies and all that shit. Yeah, they put it and they made it cool.
0: Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a high class. It was a Wall Street drug. It yes. was the... And Bernie Madoff used to send people off with 10 grand. It's like, hey, we're going to be up all night. Go get, go get us some cocaine so we can stay up. I mean, he admitted they, to that they so. push
1: They push drugs on each each and every last one of us because drugs is one of the ways that you can, can... is one of the ways that you can open up people's minds and get them uh, either out of, out of control or in control, and uh, a lot of heroin, LSD, crystal meth, et cetera, et cetera. If you can use this right, you can really get people to actually sell their bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like we see the concept of pimp and hoe, and you know what I'm saying? Yes. And all of this from you and your government, we all pimps and hoes to them and the pharmaceutical companies. You know, and we're taking the drugs, whether you are a Xanax
0: motherfucker. They they laugh at us on recordings. They're literally laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you've talked about, you know, different types of criminality. You have like the legitimate criminality of Wall Street and they can get away with what, I mean, they literally can do cocaine in restaurants. No one's going to call the cops on them. Right. Whereas anyone on the street that even passing out tents on the street to people that need some kind of shelter, you're suddenly a criminal, immediately criminalized. Right. (laughs) So... I want to raise, the, I'm going to come back to the concept uh, and we could, you know, wrap our conversation up around the idea of, do you see on the streets? I remember after uh, Rodney King in 91, the Crips and the Bloods established a truce in L.A. saying, like, we're not going to be doing our gangship for a while. We're going to put that on time out because we got a common enemy right now due to the fact of what we saw in that videotape. Fred Hampton did the same thing in Chicago, right? Recruiting gang members are the same. And these are people like veterans from the military. They have experience. They can teach other people how to use certain tools, yeah. uh, how to put together a toolkit, how to survive situations and navigate uh, a space so that you can enter and exit without being, uh, shall we say, without calling attention to yourself. How to use things that go boom. Stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, firecrackers, whatever, and people weaponize this stuff. Like, in one of the ways in Latin America, for example, I won't name the country, but in Latin America, one of the ways they keep the cops away from raids at night is they literally will come out of the projects and randomly just shoot yeah. at the sky, so it sounds like a mass shooting, and the cops just like, "Oh, we don't, we don't want to go there." And they're not shooting anything; they're just raising noise, kind of like you're never welcomed
1: in this neighborhood. Yeah. So they do it every night, yeah, right? We kind of do that too, so you know. It's it's to keep that in the uh, the rent down, but <laughs> but well, what's your thought of, on that? Do you but, see that on the street? Do you ever encounter people? Clubs, it, it's they have become more of a control organization, so they they don't go out there like these and I, these kids and these and these and these and these you know saying these gangbangers are not actually just shooting you because you are a creep. You actually have to be an op. You have to actually be in opposition. You have to actually take. One of our people for, you know, what I'm saying because it's not like how it was. It's not
0: colors anymore. We're not it's doing not colors, colors. We're not doing this. Yeah, it's
1: money. Yeah, it's money. Yeah, and backpacks. It's more of a control thing. But what I, what I, uh, like I always tell, game bangers and all my killers, like y'all be some bad motherfuckers if you know how to aim your guns. And they was like, nigga, I know how to do this. I know, like, no, 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 no. It's not what I mean. Yeah, you would be a bad motherfucker if you know how to aim your gun. You, you know how to take a body. I'm pretty. When he did this. when not did that. You willing to go out, then make it a bang, right? You know the motherfuckers is keeping our fucking communities down. They, they walk through our shit, they drive through our shit to make sure it is down, and make sure and, and point out and point out our houses next in the fucking chopping block to be knocked down.
0: They police it. The spotlights and the pies are on you right, all I the mean, time.
1: We know what banks won't give us loans. So what, what do we do? Are you that? Are you Kamikaze to only? <laughs> the only, you know what I'm saying? Bloods or Crips or are you opposition to people who are really opposition? Are you opposition to this uh, uh to this capitalist society who even made you a fucking blood today? Whoever made you a fucking GD today. What do you what do you hear back in those conversations, in those
0: moments? What's oh, what's the re-
1: be ready to go? Like don't motherfuckers be ready to go. They they feel me. They feel really I came up, I, I came up. Game banging my damn self. I have been GD damn near my whole life. But you know that's just the city life you know and, no i hear
0: you i mean at the border you can't you're born into that shit you can't get away from it you're looking yeah, at you know you people- jump in,
1: it's it's down there forever so even though i'm a communist i don't uh, uh downplay gds or i don't say that you know say so i'm an ex gd and shit like that you know no it's it's sevenfold to the world blow and that's just how it is but you know I, I get to connect with people who are in those uh are on un- different lines uh, and different gangs and try to pull them under the umbrella of communism, that you can still be a GD under communism. You can still be a blood under communism. You can still be a crip under communism. We are actually socializing together, like whether you know it or not. You all are doing socialist things. You are connecting with your people. You're keeping your block safe. You're shooting who needs to be shot. You're feeding who needs to be fed. We are doing things uh, like a community, like you know, we are socializing with each other, and even if it is, even if it isn't the best way, right? It right. is some form of socialism.
0: It's organized. There's an organization at right. work. Yes. And you can, and what you're saying is that you could just tweak that, you can reconfigure that it's and make it. Shit, so- I'll
1: be like, dude, don't like, bro. We got bigger ops to take care of, bro. Don't don't you hate the fucking governor? Like, come on, bro. Like you will go down for killing the nigga around the corner, but you ain't gonna go down for killing it. Come on.
0: And, and and yet, that's what people did in the 70s, right? That's mean that German terrorist cells, that's what people in the Middle East were doing. And they were not doing that as a way of trying to gain power. They were doing it as a way to defend themselves or call attention to the fact that the world was not paying attention to what Western powers are doing in their backyards, right? Uh,
1: you know, I don't look at it as taking, as taking lives or doing shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not promoting that. I look at it as, you know, uh, saving, saying we are saving generations. We yep. are saving nations of people. We are actually bringing awareness to what really needs to have awareness uh, uh, spread. And uh, uh, and not just what you see on CNN and SNBC. So when you are out here, you're being a revolution, uh, a revolutionary, you know what I'm saying? Even if you used to go out kamikaze style or you used to, uh, you know what I'm saying, just be revolutionary suicide, you will never die in a revolution. We will count your... Uh, we Will counter that as a win because what you have done while uh taking out that target, you have saved us. You know what I'm saying? You have saved uh, uh, uh you have saved this earth. You have saved, like when we take out evil people, man, it's just make the world be- a better place. You so, know the
0: so please correct me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying is that like you're not in favor of promoting. You know, irrational, random violence or things of this nature. What you're into is like, we need to interrupt the ongoing catastrophe that's killing people and killing communities. And that's what you're trying to do is interrupt the catastrophe, interrupt the ongoing disaster.
1: Yeah, and we need to target. We need to know our targets because they know their targets. Like if we was ever, we was ever get too big and get too mouthy against them, you know what happens? All right. We need to have that same fucking energy. We need power to the people, all power to the fucking
0: people. And that's why you can't have just one leader, right? It has to be horizontal. It has to be people that can take your place immediately in case that's, you're just not there the next day.
1: And you can't have people around you that scared. Like, I, uh, I was explained this in my documentary. And I, 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 I basically showed the people that I have around me that will take my place in case anything happened uh, to me and whatnot, or they will protect me by any means that I, the people that I trust – actually have around me while I'm building the care party, you know what I'm saying? The generals that I have and uh you know what I'm saying the co-founders that I have around me, they're gonna actually uh be the ones who's gonna, you know, uh, take over this movement once I'm gone.
0: And y'all have those conversations, I'm sure, right? Like you really oh, yeah. talk about it.
1: Yeah. It's oh, yeah. real. They talk about me dying. We talk about we talk about me dying down there every day. We just trying to prepare for it. You know, you gotta prepare for the uh you gotta prepare for the uh, for the worst.
0: Those are tough conversations to have. I know a hundred people don't want you to leave or be out on the tour for too long, uh, your family and your loved ones at home. But uh, I know that you're committed to this work. And I just want to show people the, I guess, trailer to the uh, to the doc.
1: This, 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 this isn't the trailer. This is something that I leaked. It was something that, the yeah. that, they, that they can do. But
0: You mind if I play this?
1: Yeah, no, I don't mind at all.
0: Because I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to see what they're doing. I know they're very excited. How'd you meet up with this crew?
1: Uh, they actually uh, DM'd me and was like, man, we love what you do. We like to get what you're doing for Tour for the Poor. And uh, You know what I'm saying?
0: Is that starting to happen to you? Like, you're starting to get a lot of attention from people? Like, I know I reached out to you, right? Then where they're reaching out to you, it seems like you're like, damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I've been having people coming out, but, you know, I just... I just really started to reach out because I didn't trust people, you know. Uh, For good reason. I, I, I really had to, like if I come on your show, I trust you because there's a lot of people that I did turn down. It's a lot of people that I did pass up. And, Appreciate uh, that. You know, I do. I do do my vetting and whatnot.
0: So. I was gonna ask if you vetted me. I was gonna ask, and it's like, okay, can yeah, you see, I'm
1: watching. All, I'm watching everybody.
0: I, I you seem like the type. Of, you seem like the, that kind of thinker and strategic. Uh, Leader, you know, you're just not going to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like,
1: all right, is he going to troll me? Or you know what I'm saying? Let me see
0: where you're going. We ain't done yet, bro. Don't we ain't done yet? All
1: right, let me play this. You know, death to capitalism. Death to everything that brought us here, that pushed us here and pushed us apart. So I really mean that. And even if certain people don't see it in their heart, it's probably in their best to invest in those futures. Because you see that this uh, uh, this message and our voices isn't dying down, even through the uh, uh, the killing of the Black Lives Matter movements. They cannot kill what we have made. They cannot kill what we have became. They can't stop it. And they know it. Yeah, that shit, cold. <laughs> uh, I love that my daughter, they got my daughter running with the flag. I was like, I didn't even see her running with the fucking flag. <laughs> So tell just tell us a little bit about what it's gonna be
0: about. It's just gonna be about tour for the poor, about you specifically, about
1: no, it's, it's gonna be about basically what we are doing over overall. You know, tour for the poor, the care party, you know, uh huh. it's gonna have a lot of action. Uh we actually did our fir- my first cut for uh commies cuts. I'm starting a a lawn service that's gonna be cutting people's grass for free, you know trying to get the community uh, back beautiful, keep it beautiful, you know, without having a city come out, you know, have them giving them thoughts, not right. gentrification. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so we, raise yeah. the property value, but keep it pretty without the home association coming and knocking yeah. on their door.
1: Yeah. yeah. We can build, like, it's about me building a movement right now. That's just the pilot, you know what I'm saying? It's just right, the right. World, but it's going to be a full series and they're going to be coming back around. and. Uh, showing up in certain uh, areas uh, that I'm at across America. Right so it's going to be a long documentary. It might be a year or two long. but That's
0: fantastic. Man. Congratulations. Okay,
1: thank
0: I'm you. glad that your work is getting that attention. Just uh, on a final note, I'm just curious. I'm going to ask you some advice here because I've been thinking about it. And I remember uh, back when I was younger uh, and... Uh, graduate school at Stanford I walked up to this one, one anthropologist a Chicano anthropologist and I just want I didn't know the guy I just made an appointment to talk to him because I wanted to ask him like did he see any revolutionary potential in the proletariat, in the criminal class because uh I was thinking about that problem back in the day in grad school and he was like no you can't recruit that huh yeah that's what I was, that You're was to have a
1: revolution around the prisons
0: I dude I I trust me, I've been thinking about it a lot since and I did not accept that answer as a final one. So uh, the more I think about it now and the way I see that the organizations that you're talking about, the organizations that already exist, the organizations around the world, it seems like if that world, if that demographic, if you want to call it that, could be recruited, could be convinced that it's in their best interest to To district. And some of them already do it, but they do it for self-interest. Like, I know they won't rat me out. This neighborhood, this ghetto, this entire city won't rat me out because I give to people, right? Uh, yeah.
1: no, not, not only let prisons live like that. Man. Prisons live in a communist state. They live in a moneyless state. Yeah, They know how to trade. They know how to, you know what I'm saying, work around certain systems that's against them or yep. work with the system and work in, in between because they control some of these cops or these, uh, you know, we... I always tell people if you want a successful revolution, you're not going to get it with liberals talking about hands up, don't shoot. You have to get it by people who's talking to, who has already lost their life to capitalism. All you have to convince them is that they are already dead.
0: Rage against the machine, you're already dead. There's no reason, no reason not to do something about it because you got nothing left to lose. They just For don't you know that. 25
1: years, you gave them your life, yeah, you gave them your youth. Who did it? If I can give you. If I can give you the, say, the, uh, the power to do something about it, what would you do? And they literally profit off of those 25 years. Not only
0: did they take them away from you, they made money off of every yeah. year, every day, every hour yeah. you were there. Yeah. So I know you said you can't have one without the other. Do you see things getting bad enough? Because what I've been talking about a lot is like I see neo, the neoliberal paradigm, the neoliberal structure is cracking right now. It is showing its weaknesses. It's trying to double down. Biden's on his way to Buffalo, I think. Literally to honor a dead police officer. Not to honor the entire black community, to honor the one police officer who was retired and got shot.
1: This this is what happened with, uh, with fascism. This is what happens when liberals usher in fascism. You know what I'm saying? This is what they wanted overall, but they've just been toying with it. You know what I'm saying? They've been toying with it. So this is what this is what they get. And they're just trying to make it seem like, oh, this this isn't what we wanted. But, yes, they have let in Hitler and they have let in Jim Crow Joe, And they would do it again and they would do it again and they would do it again. And they would act like they don't know any better because this is the fox that Malcolm X was preaching about. You know, uh, people acting like they don't know, but they know that they will uh, attack you once your back is turned and once your organizations have this... uh, uh, have these liberals uh, infiltrating it? You will never get get rid of that scent because you know the fox will leave a hell of a scent. If you ever met a fox, you know their piss isn't anything to be uh, <laughs> playing around with. But that's the same that's the same scent that these liberals will leave. Under. Yeah,
0: the the wolf you know because it's a it looks like a wolf, but the fox is sneaky, right? The hot I, I like to say it's like. A conservative will confront you, but a liberal will hug you and then stab you in the back while they're hugging you. You're like, oh,
1: man. A conservative won't even... Shit, I've been on the ground. A conservative would flip to communism. <laughs> a liberal will fight against you.
0: That's interesting. Because the conservative is more interested about like material conditions of existence. If you can get them past that's, the culture war bullshit... Leave me are- alone.
1: Yeah. Get, like I don't want to pay all these taxes for this bullshit. I want house, I want housing, I want care. I want my land, leave me alone. All right, well, we can talk. Because <laughs> guess what? I don't want to live in your fucking neighborhood, bro. I like the fucking city, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to live out there with a whole bunch of... You can have it. You can have it. You can have the farming and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I have my little community garden. But you can have that big-ass farming shit. You can have the ritual areas, bro. We don't give a fuck about that. Let's talk about intersexuality, bro. Let's talk about what we need as a class. Let's talk about what we really need because I always say, even though you are a white man... You don't need what the same things that the white man in Arizona need. The, the man in Arizona don't need the same things that the white man in Alabama need, right? Yep. Not even rights or whatever the fuck, right? All right, then. So let's let's really talk.
0: Yeah. Let's help let's each put, other. Put
1: all the bu- Let's yeah. put all the bullshit in politics and shit that's gonna divide us. We know it. We talk about this shit knowing we, knowing that this shit is gonna divide us. But let's talk about what we need, not how different we are from each other. Because I can just look at you and name 10 of them right now. That's the easiest thing to do. That's the easiest thing to do is just look at you and say, you're different. You're different from me. So fuck you. But knowing that you like, bro, we probably work at the same job and probably got laid off at the same time and you don't even fucking know it. We still got to catch a subways together. We catch a subways together for years and we are president. But why? We are prejudiced against each other. Why? It was these motherfuckers. The reason why you got to ride the, the bus with these loud ass black people. <laughs> Look up. And maybe we can get something going. And we can All right. figure out that bullshit later.
0: All right. So ground up. Ground up. From the ground up. All right, Rome, uh, I know you've had a long three, four, five, six, seven days. Uh, anything you want, any last message you want to end with or just tell people out there? going to have a variety of, you know, uh, I got all 50 subscribers or whatever. <laughs> just going to have a variety of people listening and from faculty to college students, whatever. I'm not into promoting myself, as you can probably tell, but I am into amplifying voices like RBNs. I really like the work that you're doing, so... I'm really happy that you joined us. But I want you to speak freely and honestly just like what you think needs to happen or should be happening right now or people need to be thinking about in order to improve the conditions of our collective existence because I think we all can agree that shit's not going well right now.
1: If you have a silver tongue, use it. If you have the brains to, uh, to get things for your people, get them. You know what I'm saying? If you have the room to store it, store it for your people. We have to really get shit together as a community. And when times are hard, uh, uh, when times really hit our communities, like we have a, 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 a shortage of a formula right now, we could have been the ones out there in the front line of station of formula because we know that it was coming. We knew yeah. it was coming, but we sit on our fucking hands when we can be using them. So if you have the time, get your ass up. Don't wait. Cause they ain't waiting on they ain't waiting to hurt you. They're not that that is happening all day all around. Even when you are sleeping, they are coming up with ways to destroy your ass. So combat it. Get out here and used to get used to fighting. Get used to it. Get used to feeling like you are in a in a state of uh, uh panic and emergency because you are.
0: Perpetual war is already here.
1: Even though, you know, it isn't war against our bodies, I say, with, with, like, yeah, even though it is. <laughs> it, it, it is. I can't, I can't even say that. I know, because yeah. Buffalo just Buffalo happened Buffalo. yesterday. <laughs> they fucking up all my philosophy, so just fuck it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can't say that, because they are taking up. They yeah. are arming themselves and walking and just mass shooting people, and they get Worse carried.
1: Holy fuck. Yeah.
0: But these are the people that do get the nice treatment by the cops. You know, they, they get
1: escorted. They don't yeah. get shot dead. They paying them. They paying them. And they are property to the government. So, of course, the cops going to fucking take care of them. They love taking care of property.
0: And it justifies more law enforcement. And it just goes round and round and round. And here we go again, right? Mass shooter, yeah, mass no, white, no. White, supremacist. white supremacist shooter going after an impoverished black community. What do, what's the answer? More law enforcement.
1: Or guns and the police hands. Like, they ain't even stop that shit. You didn't stop the shit on a subway. You didn't catch the shooter. They didn't stop
0: it in Florida at the school. In fact, we saw him run away. That one officer that was assigned to the school in Florida when that Our shooting happened.
1: Bitch.
0: Yeah. So I mean and I, I ask my students all the time, like, when have you ever seen a police officer actually stop a crime in the process of the crime happening? I've never seen it. See, firefighters put out fires. Yeah. I've seen EMTs bring people back to life, but I've never seen a cop the outside of a trap, outside of a traffic violation or a parking ticket. That's it.
1: They'd be fishing out. You mean you mean fishing out warrants? Because <laughs> Under communism, no more fucking, no more driving tickets, no more fucking uh, stopping people. And if we got enough uh, technology to catch you on the camera, if you're doing something that wild, bitch, we're gonna just see you when we see. You. Ain't no and, reason to have officers out there beating your ass. If you ain't harmed nobody, if you ain't kill nobody, ain't no reason to fucking harm or kill you. If or risk officers officer out there with a fucking gun.
0: Shooting at someone that just stole baby formula. So not no. innocent civilians get caught in the crossfire because someone stole some basic necessities for their children.
1: Our police officer is going to be uh, going at the billionaires. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we gonna really, We really. Our police is really going to take care of our community.
0: It's, it, I think I think we are getting to the point where, uh, based on what's happening around the country, that certain communities have to start organizing and protecting themselves and protecting their neighborhoods because it's getting to that point now. So and, I'm now and
1: I'm just trying to uh, wake people up, but we we get into that now. We yeah,
0: that now. And, and I don't think it makes you and I the radicals. I don't think it makes us the violent people. We're just responding Dude, to that, what's that, already happening.
1: That's conservative, if anything. Uh, these, these thoughts and, 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 you know what I'm saying, ideas have been around for generations now. It's conservative if you think about the definition of it. I think you're right. I mean, Malcolm
0: X was saying, what, 50 years ago, and self-defense is a sign of intelligence in nature. Any animal with intelligence will defend itself. So
1: Even the weak one, even the mutt. Will fucking snap back at you if you kick it too many times.
0: Even a possum will pretend to be dead, so you just leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> so. I agree with you. Uh, I'm happy to meet other people that think along these lines. I'm happy to meet people that are interested in the concept of risk and what that takes. It's not just level of engagement in terms of talking, which is what I'm doing right here right now. But uh, I try to do my own things, boots in the ground. And it's stuff at the end of the day that some stuff you talk about and some, some stuff you don't, as you know.
1: Every, I feel like everybody's equal in, in this footing because we all have a, a job in the revolution. Some people's job isn't the front line. Some people's job is to be a teacher and whatnot. We're gonna need people to actually, if I was to die tomorrow, I would be, you know what I'm saying, happy to know that there are, you know what I'm saying, organizations and networks out there that's gonna keep me alive. Yeah, And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And teach about me and still motivate people to get out there in the damn street. So, Everybody is equal. And everybody has a place in this revolution. Whether you are front line, back line, computer, whatever it is, we all are equal in this revolution. So don't downplay what you are doing. You know what I'm saying? Just because you are talking on a computer, that that takes you. You think y'all motherfuckers ain't disappeared? You think? <laughs> you know? Come on now, any. Thing that we are doing against the American government, against this fucking this, uh, American company, <laughs> organization, you know what I'm saying? We are gonna we are gonna be considered uh, threats, uh, 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 terrorists, et cetera, et cetera. So don't downplay what you are doing, man. You are doing a hell of a job, and don't downplay how many viewers you got. It's baby steps to this shit. Sometimes I don't, I haven't been talking to motherfuckers. I have been talking to a camera all day when it was only one or two motherfuckers on that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it be like that until you actually get your word out there. And they, you know what I'm saying? So build your foundation. Make sure it's strong. Make sure one hundred and fifty 50 people that's watching is is, is, is really supporters and really uh, are going to push your word in case anything happens to you or your network. If You get taken down on YouTube that they will push you back. They'll push it on Twitter that, you know what I'm saying, they are coming up to independent journalists or whatnot. So, yeah.
0: I got home. I got homies back at the border that would, I think, got my back on that front. Would take over some stuff. And probably go asking some questions about who took me out. Uh, so, and, and just just for the record, Rome, I, I do have other skill sets. Like, I, you know, I got twenty years of boxing and martial arts. So I could teach people self defense. And I was in the United States Marine Corps, so I could teach people how to use firearms and things of that nature.
1: Oh fuck it, man! You a threat? <laughs> you don't think you a threat?
0: they got a file on me because i i quit on their ass after tailhook after they uh sexually assaulted all those female officers in the convention in las vegas So i think it was in 91 uh, uh i said like oh, the marines feel few the proud man bullshit you guys just basically have sexually assaulted your own like you know marines if you're capable of doing that
1: first letting women in right
0: yeah, back in the day, yeah. So they basically had a convention. Oh, was the before
1: I was born, man. That's they made,
0: I, don't, you don't have to age me, bro. <laughs> 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 they, made, they made them walk the line. Rome so the they got drunk and they said like okay, all the women have to walk the line so the guys lined up and they're basically like blood in blood out the women had to walk in the middle and the guys were groping and ripping off and so this ended up on the cover of time magazine and the whole military had to take a day off for you know sexual assault training and you know basically how to treat women as human beings type of thing and after that you know uh gulf war was over and all that because i didn't
1: treat uh, well, how, how can you teach a a grown man in the military that's already fucking disciplined how to treat a woman. That's how he like, no, it's too late.
0: Bro, you want to know what I said when they were done? Because everybody just wanted to get the hell out because everybody knew it was just bullshit propaganda. Like, we're just here to do this. And so being the pain in the ass that I am, as everybody was like, the commanding officer steps up on the stage and says like, all right, that's the end. Are there any questions, whatever? And of course, everybody's like, fuck this kid. And I'm like, you know, I got one. And so he's like, yes, Marine. And he's like, Why are we as enlisted being, you know, basically forced to watch these training videos about, you know, treating women as human beings and equals when it was officers who committed those crimes? It was officers who did the assault. You're the leaders, you're the leadership, but yet we're being compelled Why aren't you holding yourselves responsible for what you did? Why are we being forced to engage in these trainings when it wasn't us? And I swear, Rome, he looked me straight in the eye. I'll never forget this because it's a really important moment in my life. He looked me straight in the eye. He said, Marine, image is everything. And he basically just pointed to the doors, highlighting the fact that there were camera crews waiting outside to interview him and people like him about what the military did to address this issue. And that's uh it was this image. They didn't give a shit if we changed or not. So all I'm saying is that, yeah, they uh they don't care. Like you said, you can't teach a grown man. They know that, but they're still gonna do the propaganda so that it looks like they're trying to address the problem. Which in many ways, you know, this happened decades ago. It's an echo chamber. The same things happen politically. Oh, we're on this. We're addressing it. Oh, healthcare. Oh, we're on this. Oh, college debt. Yeah, we're working on it. And it's always just the same lie. It's just for the image. It's just to look good, but it's never really to change the system from the core.
1: Hell no, because they run by capitalists, and capitalists will rape any fucking thing that they can. And it's, I find it funny how that's how women was getting recruited, but we never saw recruitment videos of men going through that. Uh, <clears throat> sexual harassment even if i know men have been sexually harassed in the military yes and they don't like want to
0: talk about that because that'll keep people from joining the military yes
1: but, but man like I always I always talk to people uh before they try to like i'll be talking to people in the hood they'd be like man i'm thinking about joining the military I'm like, blah, 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 blah. i got a military for you you know but <laughs> You know, but the thing is, I can't promise you healthcare and schooling and shit like that. But nigga, we can get this shit together and have black liberation you know, under our name. <laughs> and, and you <laughs> so, won't have to
0: be a slave because you're literally a slave absolutely. to a system. Yeah, and,
1: uh, or you won't have to go out there and kill other black and brown people for no fucking reason, man. Like
0: Buffalo Soldier shit, you don't yeah, have to do that. You have
1: no reason to go over there. You have no like name one enemy you have over there in the Middle East, and I'll let you go over there.
0: Yeah, who name, do you hate? Name one. Who did you wrong over there? Nobody. Exactly. 9-11. Saudi Arabia. Where do we go to war? Iraq and Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I think I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think these guys were the hijackers in terms of their like that. but we can't go to just Saudi Arabia. Like,
1: just like they killed they, uh, their one uh general. What was his fucking name? Oh my God. They killed him with, a, with an American gun in his fucking back. They shot him in his fucking back, man. He said, these, these wars are fucking illegal. <laughs> Are so fucking illegal, and they shot they shot his ass right in his fucking back. That's what they
0: would do. And we don't get those quotes ever. Like when Ulysses says Grant, who was going to be the general for the North during the Civil War during the U.S. Mexico War, literally said like That's a war of that's an immoral war of aggression we're committing against Mexico. This is fucked up. Basically, he said it out loud. He wrote it down. So they know what they're doing. They know what this country's all about. But at the end of the day, it's they're not going to stop.
1: They're slaves, and you know, I try to get people to not give in, give in to the system. Because it's easy to look at your life and say, "Man, I just, I just want better." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But bro, you gotta fight. Don't give in. Like the uh the saying of, uh, 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 "If you can't beat them, join them." That's okay. oh man, or the lesser of two that's evils that, that bullshit mindset. If you can't beat them, you train until the day that you can. You don't fucking. You don't join a man because he's stronger than you, because he's smarter than you. You train to be better. You know what I'm saying? You train to uh, to rebuild. You're not going to join capitalists when they, when you see that they are uh, killing your neighborhood and you don't see a way out. So you're going to join them and kill your neighborhood. And how
0: how successful do you really think they're going to let you be in their club?
1: Too. You're going to be next on the chopping block. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, no, you, you you can't join them. And more importantly, to your point, it's like you cannot let them convince you that this is the only way there is. This is the only possible world we can live in. They this are human.
1: The- they are human. They they die from diseases and bullets, and they cry, and they bleed, and they they are human.
0: The system They're is composed human. of humans. Yeah, the system is composed of humans, and we need to remember that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's we, not this... We,
1: we, You throw Molotov on them, they catch on fire. Yeah, just like everything
0: else. And you know what's interesting, as this pisses me off from Washington Post had a whole video when Ukraine resistance was going on during the Russian invasion of how to build a a Molotov cocktail that sticks. So what you do is you build your regular Molotov and you fill it with styrofoam. And the styrofoam allows it to stick to metal. Now, isn't it interesting that when Ukrainian civilians are fighting Russians, the Washington Post will put a video of how to make a Molotov cocktail that sticks? But if Minneapolis is rebelling against the murder of George Floyd, you ain't ever gonna get a how to build a molotov cocktail for the U.S. Well,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> that's that's all America is about. We 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 have been funding America through our manufacturing, through our uh, through our uh, systems and organizations, NAFTA for know, uh chrysler all of them they they fund uh, uh literal 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 nazis from back in the days to today and this is what they want overall is white supremacy they want capitalism because this is what that what made them what they uh, are today and you know, they would die before they will ever give up their power
0: and that's part of my argument too rome that you cannot separate capitalism from white supremacy they've always no, no, gone hand in hand no.
1: come on like what what pushed us here what made us what we are today what what got us here like come on now and and we see so many white people fighting against it like if you see white people fighting against capitalism and fucking like something is wrong something is really something's not working anymore yeah Yeah, and they'll
0: allow a few mascots into the club that's all they are as malcolm x called them they're just mascots capitalist mascots and that's it well rome I don't know if uh, you've had your final say. I don't know if no, I interrupted I, you. I, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, no. It was a good conversation, man. I don't, I just be chilling, man. I'm about to hit the I'm tired as fuck. I'm actually going to get some sleep for once and uh, take care of myself.
0: Take care of yourself. Yeah, because we need you around. We need you around. And, you know, dying of exhaustion is not the way to go. You know, try to get some sleep yeah. and uh, try yeah, to find I, a more I just productive way.
1: That documentation done, then I had. Uh, I just solidified the, uh, the nonprofit from Tour for the Port today, actually, like two minutes before I get on here. So, you
0: know. Wow, you're that busy. So, uh, I'm going to hit you up just uh, after this just uh, to uh, communicate some stuff. But I really appreciate you coming. I really do appreciate you taking the time. I know you've been really busy. Uh, so, and I know you're really tired, but I think that uh, your message is important. I think that uh, you're edgy. Politics are uh, are important to get out there to people so that they realize that there are are alternatives and there are people who are already doing this and they're doing it successfully. It's just that an MSNBC is not going to follow you around, CNN is not going to follow you around, but you're starting to get this independent media that is. And I think at the end of the day, it's the independent part of all these projects that's going to make the difference, independent from the state, independent from the system, independent from the establishment.
1: We're the ones who keep it in our households. So we're the ones who raise these, these children to know what they know. And, uh, we got to keep the work going. Uh, we got to keep pushing. And no matter how hard it gets, you know, uh, never give up. And we're going to die either fighting uh, capitalism or we're going to die for capitalism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Make it worthwhile. Yeah. Make it worthwhile. Well, Rome, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Get some rest. And uh, hopefully we'll talk soon sometime in the near future.
1: Thank you for having me, man. You know what I'm saying thank you, uh, thank you, crowd, for uh, being gracious uh, for listening to me. Uh, y'all want to follow me? Y'all don't think I'm too crazy and whatnot? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, please follow me. Give out your <laughs> info. I put your I put your page up just one more time. Twitter at Unholy Rome Three.
1: Yep. yep. And anything else? You got other social media? Oh, yo, that's it. Y'all, do, right. y'all, take care and. Just remember you'll never die in a revolution and you always have a fight in the revolution. Don't think that you're outcast because somebody is doing quote unquote more. There is no such thing as more. You are doing what you can. Facts. All power to the people.
0: Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, man. So that will do it for today's episode of the identity paradox. I had a really good time discussing some controversial, uh, topics with Rome, uh, you should follow him. He is doing really good work. He is out there uh, doing the work that a lot of people uh, talk about, but don't engage in. And he's doing it uh, at the individual level, as you can see. And uh, you can check out uh, the receipts, as they say, or the documentation of his efforts and his uh, tour for the poor soon to be org, hopefully, uh, in the near future. So uh, please check him out on Twitter. And he has uh, various uh, tweets where you can find information on how to contribute and or participate in the tour for the poor uh, cause that uh, Rome has started and continues to grow. So uh, thanks for, thanks to uh, Rome for joining us. Uh, thank you. Uh, as always, stay frosty. Watch your six. Hasta luego. Oh, and don't forget to please subscribe to future episodes if you enjoyed today's. Thanks.